Welcome to Sisterhood Meets Motherhood, the podcast where two goddesses who happen to be related by marriage discuss all things family, purpose, sisterhood, faith, spirituality, and all the other divinely messy parts of womanhood. Every other week, Kendra and Sophie unmask from all the daily roles required of the modern woman to bring you refreshing and truthful conversations that remind you that you are, in fact, never alone on the journey. Welcome to episode 15. We're here. We're here on the 15th episode. It's wild. It's so much fun. It was just a little idea. And now we're we're just rolling right along, putting out these episodes. And we've had over 500 podcast downloads so far. And that's just people who have downloaded them onto their phone. So we don't really even have a great way of measuring how many people are listening. But we're so grateful that... Um, that we're getting to share our truth with with so many people. So, and we're getting good feedback. So just thank you so much for being here. And this episode will be a good one. It's all about overthinking. Perhaps one of my favorite <laughs> hobbies, I'd say. Let's bring some love <laughs> to it. Um, and we're going to jump right in. Kendra, how are you being in this moment? Oh, I feel so grounded. Uh, I just left a facial... Uh, we haven't got to record for quite a while. We've just been busy in the swing of life. And so we had recorded quite a few to be ahead and now we're getting back into it. And so I'm grounded and so excited to be back in this moment with you, because like you said, this is just us speaking our truth and having our sisterhood talk, um, which we do back and forth on WhatsApp often as well, but being able to do it out loud and have others receive it and hopefully benefit from it as well. It's just super exciting. So yeah, I'm doing very well in this moment. How are you being in this moment, this early morning? Early morning. I'm good. I'm really excited about this topic. It feels important. Every time we have a conversation about these topics, something shifts for me and overthinking has been a big one lately. And so I'm just feeling in my body excitement to allow something to move around this for me. So it's just really good to be back here together. And I was really missing this. So we, it's been a little while since we've recorded. So this will be good. So I'd love to hear from you first. What, when you think of overthinking, what comes up for you, for your family, your history with it? I like that. It's like when you think of overthinking, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, when we brought up this, you brought up this topic, I was like, oh, wow, this is like all things in life when it comes to parenthood, when it comes to just even just plans, like you want to plan out your life and you think you're going to get married at this age and kids at this age and what you think your life is going to be. It's so easy to overthink things when you just have to get back and ground into that moment. And before we start every episode, Sophie always does her amazing grounding technique with me. And she literally said, like, let's soften and just get into our hearts and out of our heads. And I think if we could do that, not only on these podcasts, like you said, but in our everyday practices of life from making meals and spending time with your family and really get into your heart and out of your head, 
there's so much more enjoyment in that. There's so much more gratitude because our minds are just like, I think of my mind as like a factory, right? Like there's so much going on and it's like processing information and storing memories where your heart just gets to love and it gets to hurt and it gets to feel. And so when you really like focus and lean into your heart, so much more can happen. So thinking is there, it's necessary. We have to plan things and do it, but I think it's so important to not overthink things. And this is just a great reminder for me because it's something I also struggle. And like you said, this is a, <laughs> as you say, this is a habit that you're, um, you're getting like, how did you say it? Like something, that I don't know, able- something like I'm becoming better friends with it. I think that's yeah, how I feel like, at it right now. Yeah. So I know you probably feel the same way, but it's something that I have very much struggled with. And I think it's, it's, easy to do. So it's just, it's also very easy to snap out of it when you put attention and focus into it and you can ground back out of the thinking because at the end of the day, we can think and plan and overthink a lot and it's not going to help anything in the present moment. Um, I, I've, I heard a sermon once at church. It was like all those things that you spend time worrying about and having anxiety about. Usually that time you spent worrying about it was worse than what actually happened. You know? Oh my gosh. Yeah. It's perfect timing too, because part of the reason we took a bit of a break from recording is because, um, Kendall and I, my husband, Kendra's brother, for those of you who are just tuning in, we're just supporting our kids, my stepkids, his biological kids through a really big transition. And right before that transition happened, we had them for about a month. Um, and what will be seven weeks, um, without their mom around as much. And, I got my nails done with your mom, Kendra, for my birthday right before. And I was so anxious. I was like a crazy lady. I was talking and talking and talking and planning and like making all of these schedules. And your mom is amazing. I love her. She was listening. But at the end, she was saying, I know you're an overthinker. Like, just trust. It's not going to, you can think and think and think. It's not going to change anything. Like, this is what's happening. And here we are like pretty much on the other side of that transition. And all that the overthinking did was make my jaw hurt. It wasn't like, it wasn't really helpful. And it, it all in the moments when I really could get out of my head and into my body and stop avoiding the intensity and the feelings that come up with transition for everyone in a family, those were the moments that we really felt landed. And it was like all, all as well in those moments, um, but I'm trying to be loving with this part of myself. When I share the therapy perspective, I'll share more about why overthinking comes up um, or at least a theory on that, but we can't really control it. It's just a part of us that, that came in to protect us. Like a lot of times, I guess I'm, I'm touching on it now, but it usually comes in early, like in childhood for people that tend towards overthinking to protect you and to um, help you get what you need within a family system. So like if your family is going through stress, if your parents are anxious, if you're, you know, you're, you come from a family of achievers and everyone's achieving all the time, your brain starts to think and think and think to figure out like, what do I need to do to make sure that my parents see me, that I feel loved, that I feel accepted, that they approve, especially for sensitive people. We really want to be seen and achieve. Um, and so we start to think our way through to have the perfect scenario where we'll have what we need. And unfortunately, those needs end up not totally getting filled when we're overthinking because we're stuck in that anxiety, but it's a really good strategy, um, like a really innocent strategy to try to get what you need. 
Yeah. And, and hold on, my little dog is just all over the place here right now. <laughs> um, it makes so much sense. And you're right. Like even the whole situation going into it, you had in those moments, you have every right to be overthinking things and worrying and having anxiety because it is an unknown. But at the same time, like the hindsight of all of it, when you look back on things that you worried about or overthinked about is um, sometimes it's almost laughable, right? Because you're like, oh, well, it all worked out. Like, why did I spend all that time worrying about it? And like you said, all it did was bring this tension to your jaw that I remember you you wrote me and I was like, oils, use your oils. Like <laughs> there's something happening there that you need to work on. So I love that. I am curious to hear more about the therapy tool related to overthinking. And then after that, I will dive into the essential oil as well that I think will be really, really amazing to connect if you are someone that maybe struggles with overthinking or something that you're putting more focus on to work on your life. Yes, for sure. I think it's, it's always gets really clear to me when I have a woman or a mom sitting in my therapy office and it's really clear they're in overwhelm and anxiety and they're talking through all the things. And sometimes as women, I think we really need to process out loud what's happening and all of these parts are welcome, but it's like this and then that, and then this and then that, and there's all this figuring out. And then as soon as we get to a space of dropping into the body and dropping into the subconscious and in my practice, I use a lot of EMDR, which if you haven't heard of it, look it up. It's an amazing um, trauma therapy that um, basically you hold buzzers and they buzz right and left and they stimulate what happens when you're sleeping during rapid eye movement sleep. And it just gets you out of the thinking mind and into the feeling. And then always it's like, oh, this worry actually relates to like this pattern that's been here for 10 years, 20 years. Like it's so much more deeply rooted and I was spending all this time avoiding it with the anxiety and the overthinking, but it feels so much better just to move towards the thing that, that was blocked. Um, it always feels better to drop in and to listen. Um, and so my, this is a quick one. We could talk so much more about this. We're just kind of planting seeds. Like if you are an overthinker, spend time with that today and see if you can shift into shift into the body and shift out of that. Um, but yeah, I just, I, uh, for the therapy tool today, I wanted to, um, make a link between anxious attachment and overthinking. And so, um, yeah, if you've worked with me, if you've taken my course, I talk a lot about attachment styles and basically we have a go-to way that we relate to ourselves and to other people in our lives and secure attachment is always the goal, but it's really hard to get to. And it's basically this space of I trust me. I trust life. I trust you. I can, I can be in relationship with you, but I don't have to be right on top of you and tracking and figuring it all out. And, and we can be in this easeful space and that's where real connection and, and intimacy lives. But, um, but a lot of us developed anxious attachment styles where we're kind of like tracking all the things worried. It's not going to be safe. And, um, and it's, yeah, it's the one who is like the mom in the house. I can totally do this. Who's watching what, what everyone's doing and make sure not giving anyone space. Um, and there's a lot of room for overthinking in that dynamic. Um, just really quickly, the, the other one that you might find is an avoidance style. So you might be anxiously attached to some, to a partner who's avoidant and they like, they more go towards like checking out, like not really thinking, but they're still not available for it. So just all the different ways to look at attachment. But um, I just wanted to plant some seeds for, for you to consider what it would be like to really start to foster that secure attachment. 
with yourself, with life. It's like the self-talk that I try to use to work through this is I'm safe. Like there's enough. We're safe. We're good. We're not, we're not at war with ourselves or each other. And like, what is it like to lean into that more peaceful, grounded space? And I know that if I take a few breaths, go for a walk in nature and connect to that more securely attached space with myself and life, the overthinking doesn't feel like it needs to protect me so much. I love that so much. And the way I visually saw you explain that is like this overthinking is like this messy cloud above our head. And then when you just bring it back in and hone it back to center, there's always a root cause it's coming from, just like you said, like, and it makes so much sense. And when you said the anxious attachment, like I literally was like, Oh, like light bulb of that's me as a mom. Like my first son came early premature and I had so much, I wanted to control everything. And I would overthink like to the honest extremes of anxiety as a mother, where uh, my husband would even like try to help me because I would, I would think forward. Okay. If he runs too fast, he's going to trip and fall and he's going to fall. He's going to hit his head and he might get a concussion and that could lead to death. Like I would go to that extreme as a mother and I would be like, because he started to run a little bit faster in front of me. And my, and my husband would be like, you have to calm down. Like that's, he's a kid. He's going to run. But it was this deeply rooted fear that rightfully so was there from a very traumatic childbirth and, uh, you know, bringing in uh, him into the world. And so it was something I really had to focus on and, and, and really had to, you know, make sure that I was aware of because it could get out of control very quickly with the children. And then as each child came along and it got more and more, I was more and more aware of it. I didn't get so crazy when it came to it, but I still feel myself, even now that my kids are 11, eight and four, I'll still feel myself. Like I, you have this motherly intuition, like, okay, they're going to go over there and they're going to fall off the edge of that thing. If they step on it, because that's what's going to happen. <laughs> so like, I can like see into the future of, you know, this is just like how boys play out because they are wild and crazy and they don't think, and then they're going to fall and get hurt. And then I'm over here. Like, I told you, if you would listen to me, you know, which is, it's like part of those things that's going to happen, but I also have to step back and let them live life and not overthink motherhood so much and not overthink the extremes because they are going to fall and get hurt. We've had a lot of injuries and cuts and goose eggs from, from wild little boys. And so when you said that about the anxious attachment that comes with overthinking, that totally hit me hard as a mom for sure. Yeah. And I think it also, it comes from mistrust from traumatic moments. So it's like going back and like, that was then this is now we're safe now. And um, before you share the oil that I'm excited to hear about, it's like, when I look back to why I was overthinking and so anxious about this transition, it was because I was scared I was going to lose myself and lose my center and not be okay. And the reality is I did lose my center a little bit. Got a little, it was a lot. We were holding a lot of feelings. Like I lost my center a bit. I wasn't in my um, like most easeful and relaxed self, but but we still had so, so many loving times as a family and we got through. So it's like all this worry to avoid the thing that was probably going to happen. And no matter what, I'm safe. And now I'm as we're coming out of this transition, I'm coming back to center. I'm coming back to a more useful space and, and we're all good. So I hope for the next time, a little less overthinking at the transition, maybe there's a learning there. For sure. I think you can always learn and grow from that experience, but at the same time, like there's beauty in 
being that example for Leif and Everett. And because that's life, like there's, you're going to get thrown off course and it's like bringing it back together. It's how you handle yourself in that moment. And it was a really big transition. And I think you did a great job with it with them. And they're going to remember that someday when something happens and they're going off to college or something happens in their own life with their family unit. And so it's one of those things that in the moment, it feels like crazy tornado out of control. But at the end of the day, like there's lessons that are learned for everyone in the whole family unit with it as well. Totally. Uh, of like coming back to center, like all the times we were like, oh my God, okay, let's ground. Let's take a breath. But yeah. So what's our oil for this one then? It's all about regulating back to balance. And that's what this oil is. This oil is called steady. It's the grounding blend. So in previous episodes, we've talked about balance, which is like another grounding blend. Seti is actually from the kids collection. It's green. Everything about it to me is rooted and grounded. It's very earthy. Um, it's a blend of amorous, balsam fir, coriander, and magnolia, which I love magnolia. It's probably one of my top three oils. And the emotional side of magnolia is the divine mother. So the fact that it's in this one to me is just a perfect combination. So the steady grounding blend, um, the oil of grounding, it offers deep grounding and centering energy to individuals when they are faced with the unknown. It is all too easy to let anxious uh, anticipation disrupt the natural flow of energy and give in to fear or even give up. So steady grounding blend encourages individuals to simply keep going forward, holding on to the faith that whatever is supposed to happen will happen. And I can tell you, I've used this oil many times. I use it on my sons as well. I put it on my wrist, just like if you guys are watching the video versus listening to the podcast, we put it on our wrist. Um, I love putting it on my neck and just really grounding into it. It's an amazing one to massage onto your kids, onto their spine and the bottom of their feet to help them feel grounded and just really calm. But a little bit in your hand and some deep inhales while you're in that space or in that moment of overthinking, it's like this click that helps you because it's not just a good smell. It really is a chemical reaction in the brain that helps you to get back in regulation and to calm down and to not overthink everything. So having these natural aromatic compounds to be a really helpful tool in the moments when you can feel yourself getting out of control, it's really, really powerful. And that's why I love the oils so much. And it has so much empowerment for me as a mom and, and a wife and a sister and a friend to be able to utilize in myself and sharing with others too. So such a good one. I love this one. I have it here now. It is beautiful. I'm already feeling more grounded. Um, so Kendra, how can you lead even more with your heart in the following week? Well, just like when we started the episode, how you said just to really soak into your heart and get out of your head because our head is so logistical and our heart is so, it's it's just so much easier to lead with your heart and everything that flows from it just feels more joyful, more happy, more sunshine, if you will. So I'm just going to really focus this week on not overthinking in motherhood <laughs> because it is something that if I don't focus on it, I do get caught up in that, you know, getting anxiously upset or even angry at the kids for things that I can control, right? Like I can calm and not have to worry about if we're going to run and get hurt. Those things that I think over the years, I very much have improved on. But in the moment, if I if I don't bring it to the forefront of my mind, and really lead with my heart in my motherhood journey and not my head, uh, it can get really messy. So what are you going to lead with your heart this rest of the day, Sophie? Yeah, just really, really this effort to be in presence. Like I had this thought 
Um, and last time I was doing yoga this week and it was like, it seems so silly and cliche, but it was like, what if I just stayed present and got curious about what happened? Like, what if I just started to like really, really stay present? And there have been periods in my life where I was really actively prioritizing that and meditating every day and like finding my body and no matter where I was, it was like back to presence. And of course our mind wanders, but it's like, nope, we're coming back. So I'm I'm putting a boundary around my own mind. It's like when I start to plan two days, two years, like two decades ahead, it's like, we're just not doing that right now. Like I'm just really wanting to um, like enjoy what, what's here now. As cliche as it is, I'm, I'm putting a real boundary up in my psyche around the planning because there's time for planning. We can sit down and plan, but it feels so much better to be here than five minutes ahead. Even that visual of like a boundary around your mind helps to not let the overthinking over spill outside of that boundary. So that's really, really helpful. Well, that was a good one. Um, and it feels good to be back. Oh, I'm excited for future episodes together and we appreciate all of you that are listening. So until next time. Until next time.